Welcome to Two Judgy Mums, a babyology podcast. Han and Bex are two mums, under pressure, under-resourced, but over-opinionated, and are our two judgy mums. How would you feel if you had the book club meeting at your house and no one came? Oh, thank God you're here. Hello. You're the first to arrive. Am I? Wow, that's unusual. Well, you know, it's book club. I'm late, though. I know, you're 20 minutes late, but no one else has turned up. And in fact, I think you might be the only person who's coming to this book club. No one's coming. No one's read the book. (laughs) Bex, oh my God. And everyone else was tired and I just... Have they sent you texts or they're just not showing? Well, two haven't shown, but three have sent a text. Oh my God, what did they say? One said, I haven't slept for 24 hours and I too tired the other one said that she hadn't read the book and she's really sorry and can she host next oh my god so it's just us i went to so much trouble i ordered takeaway yeah and that's it (laughs) did you clean your house yeah, you can That's see, a... look around. <laughs> yeah, sorry that I even had to ask that. All you have the... cleaned up. You have cleaned up. All the Lego is under the couch. I can't believe, I can't believe nobody is here. I, I would literally go anywhere. Like, <laughs> even if I hadn't read the book, who cares? Just come and have a glass of wine and eat your takeaway. And it was a really good book. I loved Tim Winton's Breathe. Shepherd's Heart. What? Aren't we Breathe? Bex, the books was she- the book was Shepherd's Heart. Oh, Have we no. read different books? Oh, really? It took me forever to read that book. <laughs> no! So not only is nobody here, we can't even talk about the book. Oh, let's face it, we never were going All to right. talk about the book. Who cares? Just pour me a wine. I've got should... an Uber here. <laughs> you can have the wine. Um, look, we shouldn't have a book club. We could just have a label reading club. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's as hard as it gets these days. That is so funny. I, I can't believe... Do you know what we should do, actually? We should just only choose books that have then been made into a TV series, like a Netflix series or a movie. Yeah, and then just watch that. Yeah. Yeah. I think Breathe is a movie. Is it? I think so. Oh, easy. Well, I read the Outlander books. Thanks for telling me now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> is Shepherd's Heart a movie? I don't know. I don't I'll know be pissed about off it. because I actually I, I sped read that book. I can't say that I read every word, so I'm not sorry we're not talking about it. I would be making it up. <laughs> Isn't that funny that no one's here? No, it's really hurtful. <laughs> but thank God, I'm going to kick you out pretty soon. I'm going to kick you out in 20 minutes. No, you can't. I'm not going home until they're asleep. Oh, God. I am staying here till at least 9.30, okay? Hmm, whatever. So what have you been doing? Well, wait, what is that noise? What is that ocean sound? Oh, do you like it? It's really soothing. It's making me need to go to the toilet. <laughs> what? Every time you're near the beach, you've got to go to the toilet. I'm trying to soothe my baby in utero. Didn't you what? try and do this with your pregnancies? Bex, you've lost it. You've lost it. No, there was this study years ago that in England, all these women, when they, because they would play Neighbours, the theme song, that's, you know, Barry Crocker, when Neighbours have good friends or whatever it's called. Oh, yeah. They would sit down and watch that so they would relax. And so when the babies came out, when they heard Barry Crocker, they calmed down. All right. And what time was Neighbours on in, in the UK? Yeah, like 5pm or something. Like the witching time? Yeah. Arsenic hour. <laughs> so you're going to get this baby used to the ocean sounds? Yeah, well, I'm trying different sounds okay. so that I can, you know, soothe it. I might do the wind The one wind? Day. Yeah. <laughs> well, look, our house is going to fall down anyway. It's so, you know, old and decrepit and we can't afford to renovate. The but baby can sleep through it. Rain. Oh, yeah, wind, rain. Wind, you know. <laughs> That's a 
good one. Yeah. Look, do you want me to turn it off? I'll turn it off. No, leave it on. No, leave I'm it turning on. it off. There. No, better. no, no. Don't yeah. let me. I don't like... want you to go to the toilet. <laughs> I've got enough people in this house who just wee randomly. I don't need you as well. <laughs> don't turn it off on account of me. If anything to get your child to sleep. Well, we'll see. It may not work. I may have to play thrash metal to it just to go to sleep. Well, you'd do anything, wouldn't you? I would. It is the worst trying to make kids go to sleep. I mean, all those books. I think I might just write a book because do those people even have kids? No. Didn't that woman who wrote Baby Love come out 35 years later and say she didn't really know what she was talking about? She just kind of went on a whim and she's like, just use your own intuition. You know your baby better than anyone. She wrote like this book. Like it's like a Bible. Yeah, everyone's got it. I've got it. Think so, same. She, what, so it should have just been Baby Who Knows instead of Baby Loves. That's exactly what it should be called, Baby Knows What happened knows to best. her kids? Did they become reality TV stars No idea. I'd just probably smash the TV screen at that. It was an interview I saw her on TV. Oh, that is cool. That they, That's the new thing. Instead of mumpreneurs, it's just smug mums. What a dog. Smug mums who write books, sell millions, and then say, it's just work of fiction. People who can get their babies to sleep are really smug, aren't they? Yeah. And just that unsolicited advice. Like, I happened to mention the other day at school drop-off, I was so tired, oh, Poppy, I just can't get her to sleep, whatever. This woman who I barely even know, I don't even really know why I said that to her, like... I don't really know. I mean, I know. Well, you're a sleep-deprived mum, so you can say anything to anyone. Anything just comes out of your mouth, doesn't it? And she said, so what you need to do, and then proceeded to list this, you know, 20 things that I need to do. And I was thinking, don't you think I have tried that before I'm telling a complete stranger that I can't get my two-year-old to go to bed? Don't you think I have fucking tried? Like, why would she just suddenly feel like she's the expert on any, on anything to do with sleep. Smug mum. She probably doesn't even have kids. She probably just hangs out near schools anyway. Well, she's got twins and you know what I, what I want to say. They go to sleep together. My, the whole thing is my kids want me in there with them. Like twins. Oh, it's got... They're self-soothing each other. I don't know. Maybe That's it's easier. weird. Yeah. Well, still, I'm glad I don't have. Have you ever tried one of those sleep guru shawarma people? A shawarma? Isn't they a sleep shawarma? Isn't that like this delicious meat-filled kind of bread? Oh, yeah, that makes more sense because <laughs> I was talking about a sleep shawarma the other day and I think people thought I was a bit weird. Do you think like... I'm pregnant. I can get away with anything. A Lebanese meal that puts you asleep? <laughs> that would be good. <laughs> I'd eat that. I love shawarmas. That's what we should have had tonight. <laughs> I've done enough. Sorry. Take away ties, you know, more than enough, more than you deserve, more than any of my book club friends deserve. <laughs> It's so funny no one's here. I can't stop laughing. But anyway, sleep guru, when do you decide, yeah, you know what, when I grow up, that's what I want to be. I reckon guidance counsellors just pick the person who is the most obnoxious person in the year and say, you'd be a fantastic sleep counsellor. Yeah. You go and tell all those strung out mums what they're doing wrong. Yeah. And then you just go in there and put their baby to sleep like it's nothing and And then walk out. Don't some of them come and sleep in your house? Mm, I think so. I think you can get, I don't know, like night nurses, but also consultants that come to your house. You know, it's actually very expensive, quite lucrative if if you are that smug. You should do it. As if I could do it. How? Why? Well, because what, so what? If you get it wrong, you'll just say, oh, I'm sorry, your child's too difficult. Something wrong with your kid. Exactly. Blame them. <laughs> You'd make a fortune. Yeah. Did you eat, did you happen to eat peanuts or, um, did you have any sip of alcohol while you were pregnant? Did you eat soft cheese? I think it's your fault. It's all your fault. Everything's our fault. It's terrible.
Well, to be honest, I don't really don't have much to tell you other than that all I've been doing is watching Outlander. Who's Outlander? Oh, my God. I'm absolutely obsessed. So I read the books many, many years ago. Have you ever read them? Is it like a gay Zoolander? I think the first... <laughs> nah. Oh, no, I haven't read it. The first one is called Cross Stitch. Um, and then there are... So there's eight books, right? Jamie Fraser... I'm actually in love with a fictional character and I feel like I'm having an affair with this fictional character and Mick, I think Mick's actually, so I've asked Mick to start speaking a Scottish accent and call me Sassanac. Do you think that's too <laughs> how, much? How's that going for your love life? <laughs> He's he is trying to appease me. It's really fun. It's more funny than sexy. It's not really doing anything. But I, I have watched so much of it, I do feel like I'm in a relationship with So hang with on, is it a book Weird. or a TV? Well, it's been made into a miniseries or whatever. It's on Netflix. Right. And when I was sick recently, I just watched it all day, all day, all day, all day. I devoured like three seasons. And now I feel like I really know him, you know? I really feel like I'm in love with Jamie Fraser. <laughs> <laughs> and now when I look at Mick, I kind of also see Jamie Fraser's face. So that's all you've got to do is just become so entirely obsessed with some TV show and then you can just project. Isn't that twisted? That's pretty and good. And the thing is, like, they live in the Scottish Highlands. You know, they're out in the wilderness in the rugged terrain and they're, they're constantly in danger. Their life is in threat and stuff. And Nick's like, you, of all people, <laughs> you don't even want to take the bins out. How could you live in the Scottish Highlands and ride a horse around? And <laughs> It's ridiculous. <laughs> But I, there is one other character I've fallen in love with. Have you ever read The Bronze Horseman? No. Oh, we Are should you do... making these names up? No. Back before I had kids, I used to read a lot, actually. Well, they were the, I mean, I've read they two... were the golden days. <laughs> I've read two books. Now it's golden books, yeah. <laughs> and the, the um, main character in that is Alexander Barrington. Right. He is amazing. So the two fictional characters I would leave Mick for are... Alexander Barrington and Jamie Fraser. <laughs> and I'm not afraid to admit it. <laughs> Clearly. I'm impressed that you can w watch any TV that's not kids' TV. I know, because you have to fight for it, don't you? Yeah, it's just terrible. And then, uh, you know, we end up watching, you know, the 18th time for Paw Patrol. And I'm about to kick those dogs <laughs> <laughs> right out of the house. <laughs> This pup's got to fly. Good. Piss yeah. off. Oh, it's painful. Actually, Poppy, you know your kids watch too much TV when she's in the car the other day and she was going A, B, C, P, D, you know, all mixed up alphabet. And at the end she said, now I know my ABC kids. Won't you That's come? That's great. <laughs> oh, They've got her. Oh. She's I mean, in the cult. That's like my, my godmother's um, granddaughter said, uh, had to go in England to this snooty school where in kindergarten yeah. she had to go in for an interview. And you had to know your name, like to spell your name, and you had to know the alphabet. And she was the second child, right? So the eldest child had already got into this really snooty school. Yeah. Anyway, so she's doing her alphabet. It's the big exam in front of people. And she starts A, B, C, D, and she keeps going. And her name's Sophie. Lovely kid. Yeah. bit creative. Anyway, H-I-J-K-L-M-N-O-P-Q-R-S. And then goes O P H I E, so she's just How merged clever. them. Yeah, brilliant. How clever! Not allowed in the school. Didn't get in. Didn't get in. No way. Yeah, and people wonder why England is completely fucked up right now. So she has to go to a different school to her sibling because she found a really cute way to get yeah. two things done at once. Exactly. She's multitasking. <laughs> she's a perfect woman. <laughs> <laughs> 
multitasking. Do you know what? She's going to grow up to be like that woman on the Sydney Harbour Bridge. Do you remember that years and years and years ago, there was a lady, It was, and I think it was on the news, and you know when you still had to pay a toll to go over the bridge? And so she was click, like um, photographed by the camera paying her toll, breastfeeding a baby, driving the car, sipping a drink of water, sipping a bottle of water. That's genius. She's got a fine. She should have got no. a fucking medal. <laughs> she should have got a medal. Well, there's no way that woman should be chastised. She should be congratulated for getting it done. I know. Well, that's the one thing after the birth I'm not looking forward to, breastfeeding. Oh, Ugh. it just gives me shivers. Oh, it does. It gives me chills. It just makes women cross their arms. You yeah. know, I mean, there's maybe one out of ten who, like, puff up their chest and, like, breastfeeding, awesome. But then they're also the same weird mums who, like, when the kid can either walk or talk with teeth, still do it. But the rest yeah. of us are like, yeah, that's unnatural. No, I I mean, I did it. I had so much milk I could have fed an African village. I definitely did not need a breast pump. And and so, you know, those people that you see in public, they just breastfeed so easy. They just pull the baby out and they just, you know, lift their shirt down, pop it on. No problem. Me, I was like, I needed pillows. I needed cushions. I need to one behind my back, one under the baby. One under, milk was like spurting out across the room, hitting people. And like, oh, this so hard. Why is this so hard for me? It is, well, you know what What ruined it for me when I was breastfeeding? Because you know how you're up, up in the middle of the night. I yes. started to watch True Blood because everyone was raving oh, about it. Yeah. It was the vampire show. And yeah. it's a little bit raunchy. And when I was watching all the vampires, <laughs> you know, sucking the blood out of people, and then I looked down and there's this thing sucking. Yeah. I was like, oh, this is wrong in like eight different languages. So I just had to stop. This is your true blood vampire. Yeah. And so then I just kept watching the show and gave a formula. And did you drop the babies yeah. while you are feeding them in the night? No. You never done that? What? You must be one of the only people. I, you're, well, you, I was too scared vampires were going to come into the room. Are you just not admitting it? No, I don't. What? What do you mean? You dropped your baby? I yeah. mean, I've dropped my baby. Like they rolled off the t- change table. Oh yeah, no. That yes, my kids mm. have fallen off the bed many times as well. But I mean, when you're feeding them in the night, have you ever fallen asleep and the baby's dropped? No, <laughs> never. No, that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, terrible, but I know. Funny. I've actually done that a lot. And yesterday, I saw this lovely. That may explain a little bit more. I know, but you know, they rolled off onto the car. So what happened? Both of them. I was feeding them, and I obviously just. Could not stay awake one second longer. Fell asleep and dropped my arms, or they, or the pillow. They rolled off the pillow, but they rolled like down my legs and onto the floor. <laughs> <laughs> so they didn't actually hit themselves, but they were really <laughs> it shocked the shit out of them. Let me tell you, <laughs> and me as well. So upset about it. And now uh, I saw this really lovely friend of mine recently, and she's had this one week to the one week old third baby. Yeah. Don't tell me. And she was really upset because the night before she dropped him as well. She was sitting up oh. in her bed feeding. That's why we're having a third child, so you can do all the mistakes. Off, and he smacked his head on the bedside table and fell onto the floor, onto their floorboards, and she was, like, distraught. So here's an idea. Oh, my God. Here's an You're idea. You're telling me nightmare breastfeeding, yes. What's your idea? What about a breastfeeding seatbelt? What? So for night time, so when you, if you're falling asleep, so you sit up, you know, in your chair or in your bed or whatever, strap yourself in, goes <laughs> over the baby and they, you know, get positioned. So if you fall asleep, they don't fall down and die. That could be one of your best ideas ever. Breastfeeding seatbelt. Right. But do you, what do you hook it onto? Your bed head if you've got one or otherwise you bolt something into the wall. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You probably couldn't take it out in public, but you would, you're less likely to fall, <laughs> fall asleep, asleep in public, aren't you? 
just for those, you know. But if you fall asleep and the child keeps breastfeeding, then what happens? Well, they'll just move its mouth. Like I, they'll just move its. Won't they just pull off? I don't know. Do they? I don't know. But maybe we don't how crush many, them in. How many kids are you meant to have till you actually remember what happens with birthing and breastfeeding? I know. I can't remember anything. No idea. In fact, Emma said it's taken her three kids to work out that she needed a nightlight to breastfeed. Why? She just didn't have one for the other two kids. And, you know, these essential items that you need, there's so much junk that you get Mm. that's actually not worthy. So what about a little breastfeeding light and a breastfeeding seatbelt? I think that's got legs. believe you've gotten away with not having to use a breast pump. Oh my god, I had so much milk, it was insane. Didn't you ever pump and dump? What is that? You know, when you just got to get rid of the milk because you're, you know, maybe at a wedding and having a drink or two. Pump and dump? It sounds like going to get petrol and then going the, using their toilet. <laughs> <laughs> it's about as comfortable and I think I even did do breast pumping in a service station and I've done it in an air for airplane toilet. Yeah. You know, the worst place I've done it uh, I think would probably have been behind a clothes rack in a department store. Oh, wow, that's commitment. Well, I just I had to stay around because we had to get, you know, my mum a dress and I was like, oh, my tits are going to burst. How long was she taking? Well, she was taking a while. It's hard for her to get into some dresses. <laughs> and so what, you just had the breast pump in your bag and you just thought, yeah. holy shit, I need to act now. Absolutely. And then it's so demeaning when you have to do it even in the toilet because it's just, ugh, they should have special breast pumping places. Did anyone see you crouched in a, what were you in well, a you dress Well, you can hear rack? the noise. Haven't you ever heard the breast pump noise? Actually, so, no. I think most women know it's a Yeah, right. Actually, it's a suck noise, not a noise, <laughs> but it's still gross. One of my friends was recently on the bus and she was listening to a podcast, was on her way to work, just gone back to work having had a baby yeah. and was laughing out loud on the bus about this podcast Looked around, people were looking at her, and she was like, oh, and I'm being amazing because I'm having fun in peak hour. I'm so fun, yeah. I know, she's the only person happy in peak hour because no one's, you know, asking to wipe their bum or something. (laughs) Anyway, she keeps, you know, laughing, then she keeps wondering why people are looking at her. She's Then she's not laughing and people are still looking at her. And then she feels this vibration on her leg, and so she takes her headphones off. It's her breast pump going... Oh, no. <laughs> so people, I think, thought, well, she thought people thought that she, she was, was having a really good morning. Pleasuring herself on the bus. <laughs> oh, my God. How embarrassing. Did she then just grab it out and hold it up and say, it's a breast pump. Everyone on the bus, this is a breast pump. <laughs> Everybody be cool. If it was this a vibrator, a I wouldn't need this in the first place. <laughs> I've got Tilly's second parent-teacher interview tomorrow. Yes, okay. I hate them. Well, Mick went today because I couldn't go. I was at work. But um, I've only been to one. Why why do you hate it? Well, I just feel so intimidated and I'm so nervous that I'm the one who's going to get in trouble and the teacher's going to know that I have no idea what I'm doing. That's exactly what Mick said. So apparently the teacher said to him that um, Diggs Diggs reads has the reading age of a seven-year-old and Mick said, all right, is that good? And the teacher goes... Well, how old is he? <laughs> Mick goes, oh, he's five. He goes, so do you think it's good that he reads like a seven-year-old? And he said he was sitting, you know how big Mick is? He was sitting on those tiny little <laughs> kindergarten chairs with his hands on his knees and he's like saying, 
Oh, yeah. Yes, that's good. Yeah, okay. That's exactly how I feel. Like, I'm going to fail parenting. (laughs) I swear to God, if they'd asked me how old Tilly was, I'm going to go, six? I know. Well, how old is he? Well, is that good? I mean, he's a nice guy. Don't get me wrong, the teacher, but he's a teacher, you know? Yeah. They're scary. I'm still scared. I'm still traumatised by school. Although last time when we went, all I wanted to know was if Tilly was, like, making friends because I didn't want to lose a kid, right? And so she was making kids, but the teacher said... But there is one thing, and my heart sank, and I thought, oh, my God, oh, she's, no. you know, something terrible is going to happen. She spontaneously falls off a chair. What, for no reason? Yeah, she just, I don't know, internally combusts and just, <laughs> the teacher will turn around and she's fallen off a chair. That's quite cute. And she's not doing it for laughs because she apparently looks shocked. And I, I found myself trying to explain to this teacher that we do have chairs at home and we've Put her in chairs before. <laughs> She's experienced chair user. Don't take it out on me. But yeah, I have a child who just likes to fall on the floor. Does she do that at home? No, never. How weird is that? It's those little chairs. It must be those little chairs. They're, they buckle. <laughs> well, the parent teacher that I did go to, I had to take Poppy with me. And you know how they have the kids in the classroom with you? So the night before, Diggs had said to me, just sort of coincidentally, when I was putting him to bed, he said, oh, mum, did you know that um, if you need to fart, in class, you have to put your hand up and what? ask if you can go outside. And I said, no, I didn't know that. That's really funny. I had no idea. He said, but I've never done it. I don't. I never need to do it, so I haven't done it right. But you, you're not allowed to fart in the classroom. It's really bad. I said, okay, <laughs> good night. Anyway, the next day we were at the parent-teacher and um, I was, sit- again, like sitting on those little chairs with the teacher and he's talking about friends of 10 or some kind of bullshit that I was anyway and the kids sort of playing and then Poppy walked past and did this huge huge fart it just went on forever and I said and we had to acknowledge it because it was just too loud and I said oh no so sorry I only just heard last night about your rule about farting in the classroom I'm so sorry and he just said oh well what? did you get in trouble oh it, wouldn't you get in trouble from the teacher <laughs> It was awful, but it was only sort of like, you know, not even halfway through. So we just had to sit there sort of straight faced while they went off and played. played. Poppy didn't even flinch. She kind of walked past us while she just did this huge crop dusting. That's what they do. It was so awkward. Oh, I feel sick just thinking about it. Well, it's good that you're not going. So this was the best book club ever. I've had a really good time. Oh, thanks. I feel like a total failure. I think it's so funny again that no one came. But why don't we just put on Outlander? Join Bex and Hen next time for Two Judgy Mums, a babyology podcast.